0: Welcome to If Blackbirds Were Ducks. So yeah, I don't do anything fancy to start this podcast like I did the old one.
1: You need something. You think so? Hype man, man, for sure. Just a full-time hype man? Yes. I mean full-time that how many podcasts do you do a week
0: uh like one but sometimes like a, sometimes a couple a full-time
2: 10-minute week job yeah what What would you have to pay that person i guess it depends <laughs> You. we go to colorado and probably find some stoner to do it <laughs> like <laughs> that guy from the turkey
1: trip last year oh yeah the guy at the trail about it yeah, yeah. Um.
0: It was funny. Nice fella. Yeah. He kind of just waved his, I mean, we were there first, but he just kind of waved his
1: his right to head in there after he talked to us. Yeah. I was watching that video with Andy the other day. Well, Saturday, the second part of it, I told him, I was like, we kind of should have set up where the stoner told us to that morning. (laughs) Probably would have had that gobbler. Absolutely. Yeah, he told us to go way further down and
0: we went way further up where we heard him that first morning. Yeah. Which I, I was watching, I was editing that video and I was
2: like, why did we leave so quickly? But then I'm also like it it worked out. But I don't know, it didn't really matter where you went, it was just really hard. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know that
1: that was by far one of the top turkey hunts I've been on. Chasing those mountain birds, like they're just cool, man. I'm I'm stoked to get out to
2: Wyoming, Idaho, Utah, and get back in the mountains after them. You know, yeah. Um, They're just they're different than like the prairie birds that you you know, especially where I live. Like I can watch
1: those birds for a week yeah, I can go in there and like this row of corn stubble is the one they walk on you know like 15 in from the edge every night they're right here like those mountain birds are pretty cool where they don't seem to have any rhyme or reason you know it's just
3: yeah.
0: wherever
1: they want to be that at that moment in time
0: there's not they don't pattern that
2: well but they do pattern a little yeah it's like ridges and stuff Yeah, 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 I don't... Maybe it was was just the late season
1: Colorado pressure birds, you know, that
2: did that, but...
0: That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if you were going to go to where we went, I'm not saying in other areas of Colorado it wouldn't be good then, but if you're going where we went, I would go like a month earlier. Yeah,
1: because we were there... Like May, mid to end May was it the third week? It was of like May? the fifteenth or something. Yeah, second, second or third week of May.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know it was cool though. It was. Oh, it, it was so cool, just that you got one when it was that yeah. hard. Yeah, it, and then it. I mean, that morning it—that was the easiest thing. One of the easiest turkeys I've ever killed that morning, you know, yep. like walked in,
1: heard gobbles, triangulated, heard some hens talking like, well, sit down by this tree and right there, you know, pitch down 40 yards. Like,
0: yeah, I, I put on the video how long it took. I think it was like 26 minutes Yeah, that you yeah. had to just sit
1: there and not move. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, I, I noticed that you can see my feet are still crossed when I shot because we're sitting and as he started flying down or when, you know, when I saw him take off, I raised my gun up and, but uh, yeah, I, I went through a couple times, I'm going to count how many gobbles I heard in that time period, but not having 28 minutes to sit through it all and being dumb and losing count after <laughs> 10, I haven't made it, made it through, but. I'm interested to see how many gobbles there actually were in that period because it seemed like a bunch. Which is wild because the
0: rest of the time we couldn't buy gobbles. Even off yeah. the roost, you would get a couple maybe. Yeah. yeah. That bird was just asking for it that morning. Yeah. yeah he wanted it. He did. For sure. No, yeah, that, that's kind of cool. Like, um, And just the way we did it, right? So, and this is kind of just developed over time. Is I'll e scout a few places, but it's really about getting out there and and feeling it out because you can e scout stuff like especially in the prairies where you have mm-hmm. riparian zones with birds yeah. and stuff. And here or in the mountains, it's you kind of follow a drainage up, maybe from cattle operations and stuff. But they get up there and they're kind of. All over,
1: yeah, yeah, and it like that bird I killed was. I mean, we start what we start that first day we were there, we drove all the way down to the bottom where that gate was shut at the bottom, Mm -hmm. and that was like 6,000 feet, and then yeah, and then they were up at 9,000 up that drainage, yeah, and it was just following up the drainage that that was part of the thing that you know, like. Now these prairie birds, you take that topography completely out of it. You know, it's a whole other element to it because, like, I should should map like from where we were at six thousand to where that bird was killed. I don't think it was more than a mile,
2: like linear, but three thousand feet up. You know, um, yeah. But like in hindsight,
0: it was very obvious. All that sign down there. The snow's melted up top. They're going up top. Yeah. Following up.
1: Following up for sure.
0: Following that that green up that they're eating. They eat that little tender shoot mm-hmm. stuff early. Yeah. That's definitely like a consistent
1: theme with mountain turkeys. Yeah. That was cool.
2: It was, it was learning. A lot of learning for me on a mountain bird. So, yeah. Tell you what, I... I'll say this, having never killed an elk, I would rather go back to the mountains
1: and chase turkeys than I would go to the <laughs> mountains and chase elk again.
0: Well, just because you
1: shot a turkey and haven't shot an elk? I don't know. Just, it, I mean,
2: I've been around elk kills and, you know, like. seen it
1: and interacted yeah. with them and called them yeah. in and bugled them in and stuff for other people. And like, that's cool. But I don't know. Something about turkeys for me, man. Something, something about feathered animals for me is, is what gets me, I guess. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Elk hunting's more frustrating to me. I mean, this was a tough turkey hunt, but we got one, but elk hunting so frustrating because of the wind. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's why I like. Birds. I can't stand. I can't stand the wind deal where you have yeah. to like wait somewhere
2: until it switches. Yeah. Oh, it drives it's, me nuts. The thermals. Yeah. Trying to figure out. Yeah. It's just
1: an aspect that's taken out of it. But, you know, it's like everyone says, it, like, if turkeys could smell, there'd
2: never be one killed. Right. Whatever, you know? Yep. Um, Thank God they yeah. can't yeah that's you
1: know the the wind deal went on that seek a deer hunt earlier this year yeah yeah I, did i tell you about that sneaking in on those yep spotting stalking them in the marsh and i mean that was frustrating because i had the wind in my face standing up we're watching them behind this frag watching me go bed and uh in this thicker marsh grass stuff winds in our face like check it like perfect win perfect situation right yeah I crawled in ranged at 16 yards I'm like "Okay, hey, I'm gonna camp out till I stand up you know like I don't care where they stand up it's top pin territory I'm I'm clipped on I'm ready all I could do is stand up and, and all of a sudden they just bolted I'm like heck like I didn't move I probably hadn't moved for a few minutes you know like I don't think it was me. I don't know what's going on. And ended up buddy. I was with, he's like, watch this. And he checked the wind right above that, that, uh, marsh grass or salt grass, yeah. you know, the short stuff. And right above it, that wind was just doing this. Oh, but you get five and a half feet in the air. And it's a constant wind in your face. I'm like, crap. I, you know, I started getting on some forums and like, how do you, you know, wind with a deer. And that's what everyone was like. Yeah. It, it just swirls down there off the marsh. Like, cause you have so many, you have tides affecting the thermals and water temperature and the grass and then the land. Like, wow. yeah, like,
0: yeah. So like, yeah. Below the frag, it's like a different little microclimate in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just like swirling down there. And and like I said, it was like a 15 mile an hour wind in my face standing up, but Yeah. How was, how was hunting to seek a deer? Cool. Really fun. Um, way different than a white tail. Yeah. They're pretty small, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think my lab weighs more than, uh, some of the ones we shot, you know, Mm -hmm. they're just, they're tiny
2: little ant. They're cool though. Like they just live out there in the marsh. I mean, salt grass, frag.
1: How did you spot them to stalk them? Just watch them coming in. Cause like at night they go inland to eat in crop fields or, you know, if there's a feeder, mm-hmm. um, browsing the green up and in, in land. And then in the daytime, in the mornings, they come back out into the marsh and bed down. And so we were just, we went in off the chassis and just posted up on the edge off the boat and then watched them come out and bed down nice are these all is this public or private yeah this is public huh was there yeah. were there were there a lot of people not really where we were because it was surrounded by private on the inland side of it so you, you had to get there by boat? From boat yeah sure. um, yeah but yeah it's different i'd
2: i'd do that trip again for sure um the the guys in out there were talking about next October. And I was like,
1: man, I got a, I got a pretty sweet trip next October already. You know,
0: like this October.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We got a little, little upland surprise we're going to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> and they're
2: like, I, I mean, how many people, how many hunters would be like, Okay, I've got an invitation to go hunt seek a deer. Or I could go to Idaho and chase
1: birds. How many hunters do you think would actually like choose to go chase birds?
0: Uh percentage-wise low. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yes. But I I think personally, if presented, it'd be a tough one for me. If I'd never done either. And it's not just that we're chasing birds. It's that we're chasing. Well, I think we're going to do 10, not nine. I've decided because we're going to put turkeys in it. Yes. And make sure we shoot turkeys over Roman (laughs) or whoever, whichever dog goes on point or whatever. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know with the diversity and stuff. I don't know. It's a toss up for me. Yeah. If I was just like, Never done
1: either. I would be real tempted by both, yeah, yeah, but. something in me just likes likes those feathers, man. Just.
2: oh, i love I love them too. I, yeah, I yeah. know what you're saying, yeah, but no, I'm excited for that. yeah, that'll be awesome. hopefully, I got a new setter by
1: then. Are you getting a puppy? Yeah. Like yeah. right, right
0: soon, hopefully. <laughs> I'm about to say, I was like, "Well, how old is it going to be?"
1: Yeah, it'll be young. It'll be young, but but Roman's pretty inexperienced too. Yeah, yeah. It won't be. It won't be the same as Amos. You know, I was so excited to take him up there, but uh, he would have he would been ideal for that country. And he he passed away this year. Yeah the the week before. Our season started here in Kansas.
2: What was it? Was there something wrong with him? Cancer? Yeah. Just That's came a, out of the blue. Yeah. Real yeah, tough. And took him back to Iowa. Um, talked to the vet. And I uh, took him, talked
1: to the local vet. And he sent me to a, a more experienced vet. In in Nebraska with that with cancer and stuff, and
3: mm.
2: she um you know, I don't know if she was a specialist or what, but she had more experience with that type of stuff and
1: she said she wouldn't do surgery on it because of where it was and and everything and uh, she pretty much said, if I found anybody that would do surgery, she wouldn't recommend mm. going to them because you know, I mean, I, I probably could have found somebody to do it, but um, how many complications and in future problems are you setting a dog up for? You know. Yeah, the quality of life after that could be real um, tough. Stomach operation. Yeah, yeah. And but she did. I you know I asked her. I was like, this was on a Friday morning, and I was like, is there anything we can do to get him? huntable for the weekend and and she gave him some pills and stuff and we went up to iowa and hammered some birds up there and you know and i you know that trip like i'm i'm pretty strict on like, no human food for my dogs because oh, yeah. I, I hate the begging and you know a lot of it's not good for them and stuff like man that trip it was like we're going through harvey. <laughs> give me an extra chicken strip meal for the dog. You know, that's awesome. Uh, we, we got back and took some of the pheasants we killed and crock potted them. And so that's what, you know, his last, last few meals were pheasants that he pointed and crock pot pheasants and mashed potatoes, and, you know, other dogs are sitting there, you know, like, what the heck, this is crap. We just
2: ate Parina and yeah. he's getting, you know, but. So it was, you know, fortunate I got got another weekend out of him, at least. Yeah. You know, if it happened a, a
1: few weeks earlier, no seasons would have been open.
2: Right.
1: So fortunate for that, but sucks sucks losing him. I
2: that was really suck. excited to take him ne- there next year, but that does suck. Yeah. Um, Sorry about that. He's how old was he?
0: Five. Five I think five. Okay, he's pretty young. Dang. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. God, cancer's freaking terrible, man.
2: Yeah. No reason for it. Just right. Yeah. You know, showed up. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, with with that, um,
0: what you're gonna look at uh just another another he was an English setter, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And you're you're yeah. looking at another English setter. Yeah, yeah. Um, contacted the breeder, got him from and explained the situation. I was like, I don't I don't care what it costs, I want your next tricolored male. Yeah. And he's like, You're on the top of the list. So and he had uh, a new grandkid born during the last heat cycle of uh, the female he wanted to give me a dog out of. And so he didn't breed her then. So, and I think that next, I think his next heat cycle was in March, which I need to get a hold of him and see. Oh, okay. Got one bred. And, but yeah, so if I bring one, it'll be a young pup. Well, that's
0: okay like roman barely got out this year cuz he was just just young and yeah i got him out and he had some good points and i definitely need to work on him this summer but um that it'll probably line up pretty good to where we'll have young dogs. Did
2: yeah. you bring would I-
0: you bring your lab too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd bring him too and have So we'd have two two good flushers. We'd have two experienced flushers Yeah, and two
1: dumb young pointers. (laughs) It'll be fun, man. It'll be interesting. You can't expect anything out of a dog their first year. Like that's what I tell everyone. Um, I don't care what the bloodline is. I don't care how much training they have, you know. Anything they do that first year is a learning opportunity for them and for you and and
2: they they're gonna screw up, but it'll be I'm excited <laughs> and um we're we're
1: on turkey season, so I'm excited for that. Then it's like that that June, July, August just. I'd be almost all right if they just disappeared off the calendar and we just went from turkeys right into dove. I love summer. I do. I love
0: summer because the weather's nice. You can fish. There's a lot of sun, but in Kansas, it's hot and humid.
1: Well, where you are, it's not as bad. No, it's we don't have the humidity, which is nice. was talking about this with a girl that just moved here, Andy's girlfriend. Um, over the weekend, I told her I was like that because she moved from north central Iowa. Andy has another girlfriend now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. We like her. She's cool. Is she? If she ever listened to this, Brittany, you get the approval from Emily and I.
2: Nice. Um,
1: but uh, I, I told her, I was like, we can sit outside on the porch if there's a little breeze in 90 degree heat and you're comfortable. You know, it's it's not like perfect, ideal, but you're comfortable. Where like Iowa, Eastern South Dakota, you know, like you wake up and it might be 60, 70 degrees, but it's a hundred percent humidity and you go outside and you're just dripping with sweat instantly.
2: Yeah,
0: it's like the 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 air is like butter. Yeah. You can like cut it, you know. Yeah. I, when, up, I, tra- I when I grew up in Louisiana, it was like a hundred and something, and it's a
1: hundred percent humidity, it's horrible. Yeah, you didn't want I to can- walk to the mailbox, man. No, no, I couldn't imagine it like living there anymore, you know. Like yeah, I couldn't couldn't imagine moving back and dealing with that. I'll try to go for a run when we go back and visit family and stuff yeah. in South Dakota mm-hmm. or Iowa mm-hmm. and and it's just, you can't breathe. You're just dripping in sweat. Like, yeah. You know, I'll take dry heat any day. Yeah.
0: That's where it's at. Here, it's it's hot. In the summer, it'll be 110, but doesn't feel that bad because it's really dry here. We're basically in the desert where we live, you yeah.
1: know? Yeah. And you can drive up to the mountains and stand in a stream. and Oh, you can get cold if you drive up to the mountains at night. You exactly. Know? Yeah
0: it's easy yeah. to escape yeah that's one nice thing about here you can escape the heat you can escape the cold by coming down here too from up there so yeah yeah how was uh the pretty bad quail hatch this year
2: yeah uh
1: quill numbers were down like they definitely didn't suffer
2: as bad as pheasants did Mm-hmm. From the from the drought, but they were down. Um, I
1: found some every time I went out, which I I really didn't hunt that upland hunt that much this year, just because mm-hmm. put my setter down, um, and then you couple that with low bird numbers. You know, uh, I didn't really get out as much as I usually do, but I was able to find quail every time except for once. Um, like. Like that was my first skunk on upland birds in Kansas, but, uh, yeah, I de- it, you know, for me, it was honestly more putting Amos down and just kind of getting, getting emotional upland hunting this year. So I didn't go,
2: go near as much, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, they were down. Hopefully we, man, we've had, It's snowing right now, actually. Um, I think we've had close to 30 inches of snow. We've
1: got bromes greening up. Some cool season grasses are coming up. Koshas out there. um, Hoping that switch doesn't turn off and we we keep this spring moisture. Is there any uh, worry
0: about, like, kill from that amount of snow? Or does it, like, melt off? You're not having,
1: like, two feet at a time? No, it's been, it's been pretty gradual, a couple inches. We started a couple inches and then I think we had like 12 inches and then maybe another 12 inches and then, you know, just in between there, little
2: dustings and stuff. Um, You know, you look at quail, they're a native bird, they've lived or
1: they, they've survived all the blizzards out there, like you'll have natural ups and downs, but. I mean, the biggest thing is habitat. As long as the habitat's there, the, the quail can find somewhere to get around. And, and I would think, as, you know, granted, you, you come into nesting season or something,
2: mm-hmm. get a big snow or a big rain,
1: you'll probably have some mortality from that. But I think what we've had this year has been pretty ideal for them. Nice. get some of that moisture back but
0: then it isn't it it's all about like timing of the rains too yeah yeah big time so hopefully hopefully that works out yeah um turkey numbers i know last time or when i was there we talked about how little of turkeys you have now as opposed to before what are your observations right now in the past couple of years
2: I guess it's only uh, what's, two
0: years since I've been there. You
1: were here 2
2: years ago. I I'd, I'd say we
1: you know, locally on my turkey grounds, on my the the ground I manage, we've kind of stabilized at the same numbers as when you were here, which is way down from what it was 8 yeah. years ago when we moved here. Um Last year I was I did see quite a few Jake's running around, which is good
2: to see. Um you know that that morning you and I hunted, I'd I'm it'd be curious to know like
1: how many jakes we were listening to that morning versus Tom's, right? Like, and sometimes you can be like, Man, that's a Jake in that tree. And and most of the time I'd say people are correct, but I don't know what's happened to you, but there's been times before I'm like, man, it's a Jake gobbling its way in here and all of a sudden a long beard pops out and you're like, Okay, <laughs> you know, or right. other times you're like, yeah, long beard's gobbling up in that tree and everything pitches down and they're
2: all jakes or whatever. But mm-hmm. um I did see quite a few jakes last year and then uh there's quite a few hens this year that I've seen. So I'm hoping production will be good um, but we'll we'll find out, you know, yeah, again, with that moisture, yeah, yep, two weeks we'll see
1: what what jakes are running around, and what uh what am I look like, you know yeah so i
0: uh I got a bunch of feedback on. Your muzzle loader, oh yeah, <laughs> turkey, yeah. All it was really good too. Good feedback. Yeah. Everybody thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So what, it- what? What? Like it's like a a hole in the regulations basically, because it just says it's a muzzle loader. It doesn't say yeah. muzzle loading shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. And so not- you're able to use a round ball, which I would argue is less effective. Then,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah, I i did. I was thinking of that because uh, I had some people that were like, Is that illegal? Can you do that? You know, and, and even like before you put that video up, I had some people yeah, I showed because I was pretty excited about. Like, I didn't know you could do that. And I was like, I've got the email from the game warden, like, i because I called them. I'm like, Hey, this is what I want to do he was like, yeah, I think that'd be fine. I don't have a problem with it. And he was like really nonchalant about it, you know, like, <laughs> typical. <laughs> and I was like, sir, I'm going to email you just to get, question. to get
0: actual confirmation.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and like, I printed it off and had it with my hunting license and everything. Cause I was like, I do not want to get stopped and be like, well, don't so said it. Like, so I went like, here you go. Like, and it's
0: got this hole through it. Yeah. And yeah, all you've uh, got is
1: round balls with you. Yeah, it was cool though. It it
2: was like a whole different. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, it. There's probably very few
1: people that have patterned a muzzleloader with a round ball, and yeah, it's so. it's it takes a lot more work. Like I've I've shot deer at 200 yards with my with that same muzzleloader using the sabat. Yeah. You know, and two pellets and scope on it and you're like, drop it down. It's a rifle, pretty much. But yeah, I was like measuring grains of powder out. You know, it, it was a lot of work. I probably don't know if I want to do it again. Um I kind of want to just buy another muzzle looker, <laughs> another inline for shooting yeah. deer with and just leaving that one alone. Like, cause I it'd be cool to shoot like a deer with a round ball, you know. Oh yeah. Um, but uh yeah so it was like 68 grams of a powder grains of powder I remeasure it um you know I just took it down and it it surprised me like I didn't know really what it would do to a turkey right like I didn't know if it'd be like sticking one with an arrow in the body
2: and it was gonna run away fly away whatever um But it, like, I
1: waited till it was turned facing away from me because I wanted to shoot it in the back and try and hit vitals and stuff, you know. And going in the back was a f- perfect 50-caliber caliber round ball hole. Mm. like Marble-sized hole right there. And coming right out the breast, right above the beard, that same hole coming right out, it just went straight through that bird, you know, just mm. did it looked like it killed it real good yeah yeah just a face plants flopping and yeah i saw it flopping so i'm like well, two tags you know picked up the shotgun grab grab the shoddy yeah. yeah yeah but no it was cool
2: i i enjoy the muzzleloader the black powder stuff like the the more traditional a little more effort into it you know
1: um, I think that's I think that's pretty cool to me. I guess that, that, like that what's crazy to me is like people
2: used to live on that. You know, like but... you chase bears with rifles that are
1: shooting seven hundred yards. Mm-hmm. And what what was your uh, how many hunts did it take you to to kill a bear? Was it? close to 20 or 15 to 20?
2: Uh,
0: I think total, if you count both years, it was like around 30. 30.
1: Yeah, and that's with a rifle. So I think you're going out there equipped with a round ball. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: And then you're like, man, this isn't going to explode on impact. This isn't going to bounce around. This is just like
2: punching a hole. Yeah, to me, that's pretty cool and fascinating. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know anybody else that's ever killed a turkey with a round ball. So, yeah, you're kind
0: of into that stuff. Yeah, um, you. I think you were talking to me about like wearing buckskin and running around with a round ball and a camera or something.
1: I think that'd be cool, man. That would be cool. I'd yeah, just like completely primitive, like
0: just go primitive in western Kansas.
2: Yeah,
1: homemade homemade clothes and that is cool like the mountain stuff duck fat yeah just oil them all up with duck fat yeah i don't know i need to get rid of some kids and (laughs) get some more time on my hands before i do that sure yeah i i really thought about like with the the younger kids um the amount of time you have at home that just comes with that like Trying to carve some decoys out, duck decoys. I think that'd be pretty, pretty satisfying to shoot some ducks over decoys you carved rather than, you know. Yeah, that'd be,
3: that
0: would be sweet. That's a good idea because you will have a lot of time at home. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with a newborn and such.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Eight weeks enough time to get some decoys carved out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't quite quite uh, committed to that one yet. But that's something I think I think would be satisfying. You know, I don't think you got to make them look that good either.
0: No. I mean, you could chuck a
1: black block out there; it might work. Six. Of them. Yeah. I, guys, used to use milk jugs. Oh you yeah, know, black black milk jugs and grocery sacks in a field for snows and
0: yeah it's it's fascinating i mean obviously the birds have adjusted over time just by Mm -hmm. being hunted that much but i mean if you have a floater that looks like a duck i just don't know if you need like like i run like avians which are super realistic looking yeah same here but but i think i could throw flambeau storm fronts or sometimes we mix them when we run a big spread and yeah i think you could throw any of that stuff out there and kill almost as many as you would with the nice ones yeah maybe oh, not yeah. late january maybe not but even then
1: it's like bird to bird almost yeah i'd agree with that I... decoys by hunters oh yeah you know oh it sure.
0: works on me i want i want to look out there and look like it looks like a duck
1: yeah, for sure. I that's I run avians, um, because I like them. I think they look yeah. good, and they're like that collapsible material and stuff. I love. Yeah, those. yeah. I take I take a lot of new kids. I think probably about half my decoys have pellet holes in them. You know, and the, yeah. and the avians still float, like yeah. versus the plastic, like one hole in it and down it but, cracks and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah, the the other th- big thing with the avians too. One of the main reasons I went to them was they're quiet. When you're when oh you're yeah, walking, when you're walking in, you're not. Ting, 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 ting. Yeah, because I right. walked in sometimes before, and you're walking in and cock 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 cock, and birds are taking off.
0: Not only are you scaring birds, but it's super annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like in yeah. Your, like behind you, you know. Yeah. yeah. No. As, that's funny. Drew was telling me that you're colorblind. Yeah. And I forgot about it. And the other day when we were talking on the phone, we were talking about shooting hens or whatever. And you were giving me shit. You're like, I don't care. I'll shoot the first two ducks that come in. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, then I, I didn't know that you were colorblind. And then now I'm like, Oh, okay.
1: But I'm sure you can tell. Yeah, I can. it, it's really hard. I, Early early morning, like yeah. for ducks, you shoot a half hour before sunrise. I was up in South Dakota a f- few years ago now on a field hunt and uh was hunting with bazin, and there were mallards, and you know, those guys are
2: grandheads
1: only, you know. And I'm like, I'm invited mm-hmm. on this hunt, like all honor it, yada yada. And birds are coming in and they're like, When'd you kill those two drakes? And I'm like, you know, because it was at that, you know, pre-dawn, sun's just peeking up. And, well, I could shoot the biggest ones, but that's always, you know, not always the, the truth. But yeah. it should be.
2: I was just like, somebody else kill them. I can't tell which ones the drakes are, you know. But, yeah, they're... Uh, It's made me better at ID and bird. Like I, I like it because I, I have to ID off
1: more off of silhouettes. Yeah, like the, the way they look and stuff,
2: um, which is kind of cool to me. I guess I don't know. Like, um, but uh, yeah, I,
1: I'll shoot the first, it, first <laughs> two birds of right. my decoys are two hen mallards, and the third one's a hen pintail. I got three ducks already. You know. So
0: do you, will you quit if you shoot like two mallard hens and then you had three more mallards to go or are you confident enough in your ID that you would still
1: hunt? I'll still hunt. I.
0: You just and, have to be I, super
1: confident in your, sh- in yeah, your selection. Yeah. yeah make, make sure. and that. I mean, that's how I am
2: just hunting, you know, like. I'm going to make sure I know what I'm pulling the trigger on, you know?
3: Yeah.
0: But you, have, but you're a no discrimination guy. No, no I,
1: <laughs> you know, being, being a biologist working in the science field, knowing that it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they'll, you know, if you get comments on this, whatever, save the breeders, show me the science that, that supports that argument. Um, Logically, common sense, yeah, you don't shoot hens. You should have more birds, but the science isn't there for that, you know? Right. Um, Same thing. I mean, how many upland species can you shoot hens and males and females on? All but pheasants. All but pheasants. And why can't you (laughs) on pheasants?
2: Because it's so
1: unmistakably easy to shoot (laughs) males that exactly there's really no science that shows not shooting females is gonna have more pheasants you know what i mean
0: however on public land i can see where there would be no pheasants left if you could shoot at all yeah there'd
1: be none None. but in just that little spot right yeah population as a whole yeah but you know coming from south dakota hunting a lot of states for pheasants. How much less time would, would hunters be out there? Mm-hmm. If they, excuse me, if they went out there, shot two hands, walked like five miles, didn't see another bird, and and left. You know, and most hunters probably won't even put in five miles a day. You know, but they might go out there shoot one hand finish walking the little field field they're in and be like, well, that was good enough, you know, and, and leave. Um, versus pounding it, out. Pounding, it and pounding it and pounding it and pounding it, looking for that rooster, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, that, that's just a speculation, but
2: right. yeah, I'm non-discriminatory on, on anything. Um, the on quail. I I thought it was really funny when you moved to Nebraska.
1: You called me one time or text me. You're like, dude, how do you shoot quail? <laughs> like, I couldn't find them. Couldn't find them, but but you, I think you were. Oh, even hit them.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. And and uh, I mean, I think everybody's that way when you go from prairie chickens or sharp tails or roosters to quail, especially on a covey rise, man. It's tough. Yeah. Which I think is what I love about them. They're so sporty. But uh, I had a, an older quail hunter tell me, he's like, just shoot bobs. Because I was talking to him, I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, I quit taking the over under out. Like, I'm, I'm putting five shells in there on a cover rise to shoot one. And right. he's like, just shoot bobs. Just, just shoot bobs. I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Slows All of out. a sudden, yeah, my percentage, my hit percentage just like skyrocketed.
0: Oh, yeah, you told me to do that, and I started
1: ch- checking them as they get up in the cup. Because yeah, then what are you doing? You're looking for the white on their head, and what? as soon as you see the white on the head, where
2: are you focused at? Where you need to shoot, you know? Yeah, the bird that you've now yeah. identified, yeah. Instead of, like, you know, right. looking at 15 birds going every every different
1: direction, but if you, you would love the Mern's quail thing,
0: that is as cool as it gets for quail hunting. Yeah. I mean, that's the creme de la creme
1: by what far. Are, were, you, were you busting like bigger coveys of them and then singling them out? They're hard to
0: single out, but we did get a few singles.
2: Yeah, that's what but, I was wondering.
0: Uh, they, they just, they're very hard to single because they sit so tight. Um, we would get a few though. Uh, yeah. And talk about like dimorphism is crazy with them because those males, when they get up, they're like a black ball with that white and a white face compared to the, the hens are all real drab, you know? Yeah. And every time in the coveys, like right away, I was just like, boom, boom. I shot some hens because I just shot a quail. Yeah. And then you could pick out males later. It was pretty sweet, but yeah. the the they hold to your boot, and when they pop up, they do like this jump, boom, and like all scatter. Like it's it's like a little firework or something. Like a little, cool. it's really cool. Because yeah, and I, I I researched them obviously before, and they they jump. That they use those long. Digging legs they have to jump up first to get above the grass. And dude, it's sweet.
1: Yeah, that is cool. What were the when you ate them? Them were the legs more of a red meat on them, kind of a lot darker than like a crow. no, no, not that really. Was, no, I don't know if they'd be the structure of them would be a lot denser fibers.
0: Yeah, there's definitely fibers, but they aren't dark per se. Gotcha. They, yeah, but they're they're tasty they're they're the most beautiful quail i've ever seen obviously and they're well i mean i've never seen a mountain quail i know those are sweet too but dude it's the terrain they're in everything is just so cool yeah
1: pretty hard on dog feet yeah yeah
0: not not terrible it's not like what we're going to deal with here as far as when we get into lava rock and stuff because it's not really lava rock it's more like shaley broken type stuff so they're not going to be cut up like they are here here in the lava rock when we're sage grouse hunting sharp tail hunting and stuff yeah they that eats up those pads bad do i need some boots for the
1: dogs yeah It wouldn't
0: be a bad idea. I might even boot these guys up. Chester was done for a week after he hunted for two days out where we're going. Yeah. But but the other thing is, I think we'll end there, but I don't think we'll have pad issues up until that point.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you ever chase, uh, sharp tails in South Dakota, Mm -hmm. like that? Northwest extreme? Uh, I didn't get up there, but hunted faith and then pier. Gotcha. That that last time I was up there, like that northwest extreme corner, that's some beautiful country too. Oh yeah. Uh, man, that was my first hands on experience with the Choya cactus or whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like death grapes, you know. I just and they those tore my dogs up. Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, but like, we were in Arizona. It didn't have much cactus, and then
2: gotcha.
0: no nowhere here has much cactus. I mean, there'll be a little, but not much yeah. at
2: all. Yeah, that was. There's a lot of cactus in western South Dakota. Yeah, way more like, than I thought. I,
0: like in uh, in Faith where I hunt, there's a ton. I've got the one buck I killed here. I had. I had to walk like 300 yards through straight cactus flat to kill it. And those it's like, whatever, they take over some area that's that hard pan stuff and they just take over. Yeah. I mean, and and if the dogs haven't been around it and they run right through it and they're just incapacitated, you know, they're
1: just standing there. Yeah. Been hunting with people around here that brought dogs and from like, you know, like, I didn't realize how lush it was, eastern South Dakota, in northern Iowa, where I grew up. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you can you can go get as drunk as you want, walk any direction, lay down, take a nap. Sure. You know, fall asleep, and you wake up in the morning, and you haven't been bitten by anything, you haven't been stung by anything, you haven't been eaten by anything you know like no shoes whatever like you're fine like when we moved to western kansas it was like we got scorpions we got tarantulas we got <laughs> sandbirds we got you know uh, everything wants to poke you or stick you or whatever yeah. like, i've talked with people around here before and it like you said about the dogs they, they learn that stuff and uh we've dumped dogs out of the back of the truck and like you watch the dogs that are from here, they run up and they'll just stop and like go around something. And the the new dogs go right through them. Pretty soon they're limping because they got sand and puncture vine and stuff up in their paws and can't walk, you know, Um, it's crazy how they learn. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I walked through that one time. It sucked. I'm not doing that again. Right.
0: Yeah. That's definitely interesting to watch. Um, I was going to bring something up with you. To get your opinion,
2: uh, archery, turkey hunting. What's your overall opinion on archery, turkey hunting? Best way to kill a turkey. Best way to kill a turkey using
1: what broadhead? Head loppers. Okay. I, I, man, I'm gonna spark a lot of comments here, man, uh, between shooting hands and and if somebody wants to give me some science that proves me wrong on that, go for it. But uh, man, th- those head loppers—like I've been very fortunate. I've never lost turkey, and I've I've killed a number of
2: turkeys, and I've killed a number of them with my bow. Um, the first couple I killed with broadhead, and I don't care how good you are with a bow. what broadheads you're shooting there's still a chance they're gonna fly into a
1: tree row they're gonna fly you know like around here we have riparian areas and they're gonna fly over the creek um they're gonna run away with the arrow in them it's gonna happen eventually right like Mm -hmm. and so part of it for me i'm colorblind i can't see blood i i can't I can't trail a deer. There's not much blood a turkey's gonna leave anyway. Yeah. And then there's not much blood, anyways. And so, like, the first few I killed with with a uh, Broadhead, like, I was bailing out of the blind, like, running the turkey down, you know. The last time I killed him in Nebraska with a Broadhead, like, I dove on him. He had no tail feathers left because, like, one hand grabbed tail fan and the other hand grabbed the wing, you know. Um, and I was just like, man, there's got to be a better way. Like, I get ate up if I lose a snow goose. Like, I just don't like losing animals. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started looking at those head loppers. They haven't went back. I mean, I don't know how many I've killed with them now. Uh, quite a few. Um, Have you
0: missed with one?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you they're hit they're one in bad. the body? No. No, I've never done that. Um, I always
0: wondered what happens if you hit one in the body. I feel like you can kill one by hitting it in the body but by the
1: shock, but I could be wrong. I, I've i seen people advertising you can break backs with them. Mm, that's what I would think would happen. But I've also known someone that shot one in the back with one and it ran away. Sure. Um, I shot one at full strut. And this is the only time I take a full strut shot with a head lopper. He was strutting into me at, like, 10 yards, you know, head head Mm -hmm. tucked in.
0: Straight at you.
1: Straight at me. And I'm like, you know, like, I was going to kill him, you know. Um, And I hit him right, I mean, right where I was aiming, right in the neck. 10 yards, not hard to miss. Right in the Mm -hmm. neck. And the arrow bounced and landed on the ground. Mm -hmm. And it didn't, like. There might have been a little pinprick right here. It didn't. There was no blood from him. It was just the shock, it, like the his, his neck, neck, was neck destroyed. Like yeah, it looks like, like you're it twice. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I was like, I could see how you hit one in the body, and it, if you're not breaking that back, and he's fallen. Um, but that's the only time I take him on. It's you know, usually I make some noise and they stick their head up or whatever, you know, and take them off. But yeah, I've, um,
2: I've missed several with them. Um, I missed one at like 15 yards
1: Hmm. and he stopped and put another arrow on, he started running away and I shot him at 30 yards running away right in the back of the head. You know, um, last year I actually missed one twice uh, first Turkey of the year, you know, um, I'm not the best with a bow. I'll admit that, but yeah, it was like 18 yard shot. He stuck his head up and missed him. And he ran out to 25 yards. I put another one on, missed him again and he ran away, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I feel pretty good about that because he, he lived to get killed by another hunter. He lived To go breed another hen, whatever. But like, so my deal with broadheads is if I would have had a broadhead in that situation and I was aiming for a leg or a back and I was off by a few inches, he probably would have run away. Mm -hmm. And who knows if I would have found him or not, right? Um to me, that's a tag. I'll fill my tag out right there. And it sucks and it eats me up. The majority of people don't consider that tags. They didn't put it around, you know. Yeah,
0: I'll, be honest. I'll be honest. I wounded four turkeys uh, with my bow. I've killed a lot. And I was just thinking about how many I did the other day because Tom and I talked about this. I said five. It was four that I lost. i had a couple I'd had a jump on. I've had point a couple of them. this is what i I mean, I just shot broadheads, so mm-hmm. this is my experience with it, and I just don't the one time I so I opening day, I shot one cause you know you have the archery tag in South Dakota. Yeah, I shot one. It must have gone through the breast or something. You know, I thought it was a good shot, wasn't. Um, and then a couple three weeks later, I shot another one. same deal happened. And then obviously I put the bow down, but I've never ate a tag over it, but I could see definitely morally where that would come into play. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that, and so it, with my job, I, you know, I talk to a lot of hunters Mm -hmm. and uh, I've advocated like we need, and it'll never happen. And I know that, but I'll keep advocating. We need to, to, mandate head lopping broadheads. Like I just think that's how Turkey should be shot. There's a lot of guys that are way better shot than I am that kill a lot of turkeys with a bow and they shoot broadheads. Um, And and that's good for them, you know, but like the average person is not as competent as they think they are with a bow, right? Like Mm -hmm. when you're shooting a turkey, you need to be hitting that egg size target consistently right you you go to
0: to even even then where's the egg at
1: yeah they're they're puffed up strutting yeah you can't see their legs you know they, they the side shot they got their wings down you know um it's hard to figure out where you're shooting them from where you're taking that leg out you know it they're facing you there's i mean it I just, I don't like it. I, I talked to a uh, father and son on the area one year and they came up with archery tags and, and in Kansas, it's ar- it's a Turkey tag. So archery or shotgun. Yeah. They had each like wounded two turkeys with their bows, never found them and went out and each shot like one or two Jakes a piece with shotguns, you know? So like you, and, and the other thing with, wounded in a turkey it's not a deer like i i'm pretty convinced you hit a turkey anywhere it's probably gonna die with a bow right um mm, no because i've cleaned three of them
0: with just rotten breasts
1: really just, so you hit yeah bre- where
0: you like pass through the breasts i yeah. cleaned. i've cleaned shotgun birds i think yeah three of them with with old wounds Really, okay. yeah, and some of it, I think maybe they will die over time because there's like gangrene in them Gang green, and them, gangrene stuff. Yeah. But I, it's like a they
1: seem healthy when they come in and everything, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. So I could be wrong on that,
2: but like to me, it's like we got to do something at, as a group of hunters to
1: minimize that, right? Like, we can't we can't regulate you only shoot turkeys within 20 yards you you know you only shoot turkeys whatever in this situation or this situation like
0: well people try i mean like you look at pennsylvania and stuff saying you can't fan yeah can't stalk which is bizarre to me yeah how how do you turkey hunt without stalking ever
1: yeah yeah i see turkeys in the corner of a field and i walk around to get close to them is that stalking like how close can I be before I call? You know, I right. Um, but yeah, so I I don't know. I like the head lopper deal, and and once, you know, I've taken the. Well, she was four at the time. She might have been three at the time. She was three. First, yeah. first uh uh One I took took the head off with the uh, three year old, <laughs> my daughter. I mean, she. And it just drop. it's like shooting them with a shotgun. It looks the same. I mean, they drop and they're flopping and she ran out there and picked the head up. And she's like, ah, look at his head, you know, like <laughs> went over to the bird and playing with that's the bird funny. and stuff, you know. I mean, so to, to me, that's the only way I'll go. because um, I know like it and it it takes a pressure off me i think that's one of the things i struggle with archery hunting big time like i could go out you know and have a a wicked awesome group at 50 yards with my bow and go do something and completely whiff a 20 yard shot at a doe and i i think i get a lot of like you know they call call it target panic whatever but like for me, I think it's like kill shot panic, you know, like when, when it's time to do it.
2: Yeah, it's target uh, panic is what it is. Know, um,
1: yeah. yeah, like I just, it gets in my head and I think that's what I struggle with. Like with those head loppers, man, I'm like, man, I'm going to wing this out at, you know, 20 yards. I'm going to kill it or it's going to run away. You yeah, know, that's, they, a, that's a good concept. Yeah. Takes it, takes that away and. And I'm just like calm. I don't know that that's the way I do it. That's the way I'd like to see more people do it, especially the ones that are questionable with a, with a bow. I mean, because like a lot of archery hunters, they might be dead eyes in October, November when the rut's on because they're shooting all the time. Yeah, yeah, every day, but leading up to it.
0: Yep. Yeah, then, and then but they, then a lot of guys before turkey season they aren't shooting a lot. No, it's cold. And outside. you're like, and you're like, I'm going to shoot it at 15 yards, at 10 yards anyway. You know,
1: yeah, whatever my top yeah. pin is. So yeah, exactly. That I mean, I was shooting my bow the other day, and I was like, man, my 20 my yard groupings aren't looking very good. Went into 10 yards, and I'm
0: like, yeah, we'll just we'll start the decoy at 10.
1: Yeah, might put them at five. You yeah. know, whatever you want, really. Yeah. Shoot them at ten, but no. Um, and that's that's the other thing too. Is I've uh, last year I killed one with a blind, one without a blind. Um, that's tough too. Colorado was with a shotgun, so there's no blind. But I've been no blind in the turkeys with my bow, mm-hmm. and that's that's pretty satisfying to me. Um, Still got to use decoys yeah yeah to, to, to draw yeah to get the attention off you on the draw and yeah man even at that like i've had them um, full strut
2: fan to me head away and you draw and they're like you know you're like, crap you know um so
1: like i said it, it reduces that pressure a little bit having that head lopper. and the thing is like everyone's like man i can't hit a turkey neck it's that big But like minor two inch head loppers and say you got a two inch neck. So you have about six inch window there, right? Right. A little less than that. Say you have a five and a half inch window because you nick them in the neck and they're going to die. Like I, I shot, well, the, the one I shot last year, he jumped the string and he ducked down and I got lucky. The one blade went right here and that's the only contact i had. have but oh, he was really dead. just split yeah. his skull one blade's blade split it, and i got i got oh yeah you told me about this yeah that's yeah right. you know like man and so there i was aiming for his neck you know laterally or up and down you've got a lot and horizontally you you've got that and you can shoot three inch loppers and, and widen that gap even more you know but like that's kind of the way I see you got, you got a pretty decent window there. Um, yeah, on a kill zone, you know, what? arguably the, the same size as a body of a turkey. What do you uh, what would brand or whatever? I,
0: I, I'm just not, I, what, what, I'm just not into it anymore. Um, that just doesn't ever since i I mean, I killed the last one I shot, I killed fine, it's just. Yeah, Now that I don't have an archery-only tag, I just am kind of like, or season, I'm like, mm, what?
1: Next no. time you come to Kansas, it's going to be archery-only for you. That's fine. I'm going to put that mandate on there. No, I, I shoot the Magnus. Uh, Magnus, okay. Magnus. I've seen yeah, those. It, yeah. They're a they're, uh, Kansas-based company. I, I really like their fixed-blade broadheads for deer um, and elk and big game and stuff. Um and so that's what I got the head Magnus head Loppers guillotines yep, I've I seen them forget what they're called but they're like bull or some bull something yeah, are they bull heads or bull huh. I yeah, yeah. um yeah I just I bought the kit it comes with two arrows because you got to shoot actually you know uh, I think there are four four feather fletched and they're actually feather arrows you know um, oh really uh or synthetic feathers you know it's not a continuous vein like shooting a a target arrow or something okay Uh, i'm definitely not an archery guy so i don't know the terms but uh yeah you are you are an archery guy i want it simple (laughs) like i take my well you go
0: you go spot and stock you spot and stock sheep and freaking hawaii and goats and then you've Spawn stocked, seek deer, and you and gone yeah. elk hunting, and you say you aren't a b- archer.
1: When it comes to uh, oh, the technical stuff, the technical stuff, I I got good buddies that know. I feel yeah. I don't. I don't like. I don't mean. like that.
0: I don't like that stuff either.
1: What do I need to do? I don't
0: like hey, how about you do it for me? And then yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Like hey, I picked up these arrows. They were on sale. This is the length and the weight of them. What broadhead should I get for this? You know. Like, right um yeah the the magnus the the guillotines they're you buy the buy them in a kit and you get arrows you get you know they're fletched they have the heads on them they all go together mm-hmm. it's a pretty simple purchase you buy them and it that's the other thing like what uh some of the resistance that i hear from guys are like well i'm not going to buy another bow to tune to shoot those, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that argument quite a bit. Yeah. And so, like I said, I've got good buddies that are good at tuning bows. Like I'll go shoot them with paper and they tune them. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing except for they say, all right, here's your bear shaft arrow, shoot it. And I shoot it through paper and they mm-hmm. put a twist here, or turn something here, whatever.
2: But like, so the, the bow I use for turkeys It shoots a fixed blade broadhead. It shoots an
1: expandable broadhead. It shoots a field point. It shoots those guillotines at the same spot. Like it is hyper tuned and it, and it's a, it's a Hoyt power max. And I've talked to other people that shoot that bow and they say it, it just eats arrows. Like it, it is not real touchy. You know, you get it tuned and you, you know, um, and I've actually, I would never shoot a turkey at 50 yards, even with the guillotine. But, like, I was shooting them the first time, and I was like, I wonder what they do. And I went back out 40 or 50 yards, and it was still hitting my little two-by-two two square wow. um, with those guillotines. Oh you know, so I think that's kind of an excuse that people don't want to fine-tune their bow. You know, it's easier to adjust a rest than it is to tune your bow right Mm -hmm. so and that you know i think that's why expandables are so popular too you don't need to have that finesse in your tuning um but there's a lot of
0: issues with expandables though
2: yeah
1: yeah i this is the first year i shot them Mm -hmm. and it i shot shot a doe with them and it i mean it was impressive what it did to her a grim reaper two inch cut um it was cool but i've always shot fixed blades because it's like one less thing to go wrong you know yeah Um, i don't want to worry about it opening and not opening whatever um you shoot a fixed blade through grass something like that it's Still gonna hit, you know. But
0: yeah, I'm I'm a big fixed blade proponent, mm-hmm. but um just because I had one doe come out, she died, but I shot her and it like opened on the on the leg. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And like she had, def- it, had yeah, and it deflected and went back through and came out near her ass on the other side. so this thing had guts hanging out and it took me a second to like realize it you know i'm like what it's like guts are hanging out the back it did tons of damage and it died in an hour but it just weirded me out ever since then i've been weird about it because yeah i mean it was like a perfect shot and she maybe jumped a little on the string and pulled her leg back and just from that blade catching it it just ricocheted it back through the guts
1: yeah Yeah, where a fixed blade, it would have just ate right through it. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like those fixed blades. Because I've put them through shoulder blades on deer before, you know. Oh, Um, yeah. But.
2: Definitely.
1: Yeah. No, it's, I don't know, that. The whole, like, archery craze, whatever, like, I just want a bow that shoots. When I put my pin on the target you know mm-hmm. um I don't want to be weighing arrows and
0: ain't nobody got time for that oh no there's something to kill somewhere in the country yeah I at all times I mean let's be <laughs> yeah. real except for well somewhere in the country yeah I mean I, dude I didn't do anything in March and it was killing me yeah but March March that's okay slow. yeah Good time, good time to work, good time to work on editing, good time to do a lot of stuff. So work on the house. Yeah. You you don't
1: put any time into making videos. (laughs) No. So it's nice. I've been able to catch up a little bit now, you know? Yeah. I mean, it didn't even take you 12 months to make a turkey hunt from Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's timing
0: and it did so well. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's funny too. I should just release them sooner, but honestly, it's just at this point, there's just so much
1: to go through that I kind of have to schedule everything. Yeah, no, I liked it because it got me all jacked up again for turkeys. Like I I like that too. I like
0: looking through it. You know, because when you look through it a week after and edit it, it's like so fresh that. There's no surprises. Yep. And now when I'm watching it, like having edited that maybe like, what, three weeks, a month ago, it was fun because it brought back all the memories again. Yeah. So like, that's one of my favorite things about editing. That's like the only reason I can deal with editing. I've done editing and I still do some editing for people um, that I didn't film. And I just hate it because it's just work at that point. Well, I was good. If go you ahead. know the people like really well, like on, on the ones I do, I know the people pretty well. So when they're having like a fun day, like I can get into it and feel the energy, you know, but like if they're having a bad day and I'm trying to make something out of it, I'm like, geez, <laughs> like this sucks.
1: What was there any, uh, once I killed my Turkey, I took the camera, you know, yeah. Was there any anything that you didn't know I'd put in there or some of my little mantras or? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know you were. Oh, at Some of them, I don't think I would
0: put some of them in there. <laughs> yeah, but... I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I did put a few in there that I thought were pretty funny. You need to have like a,
1: the the PG-13 version for some yeah.
0: of them. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And I'm usually down with putting pretty risque stuff on, but
1: some of it goes a little far, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I, uh, I took the five-year-old on a snow geese hunt this year. I think I might've told you. Yeah, you I, did. But, um, and, and the, the crew I snow geese hunt with that I went to South Dakota with before and stuff. I, mean, I love those guys. Uh, Rowdy, they're, though. They're from, from Denver, but yeah, they're a little rough. They're a little yeah. rough on the edges, you know. It's a rough crew. They're good dudes, but uh most of them are like construction workers and stuff and yeah um a firefighter and, and so they're they're a little little rough on the edges. And I kind of said something, I was like, guys, I got you know, got the five year old like <laughs> it's a five year old. Can we just kinda, you know, maybe watch a little bit and I'm like, yeah, we'll fine. And and I think I think the three that came out all have kids. Oh yeah. Um maybe not, but I know I know at least one does, but and they were good they were they were they kept it pretty, pretty clean, but uh we got home that night, and of course it was I mean, you know, it was a typical snow geese hunt, like hundred plus dozen decoys, and uh you know, we didn't shoot a whole lot of birds. We watched a lot of birds fly right over the the feed that we were on yep. They been in there three days and so you know decided to fly over um so it was a long day out there i mean we're out there like eight hours got home and it was dark and it was after her bedtime and stuff and she fell asleep on the way home i got home got supper for her put her at the counter and she was eating i went back to the truck and grabbed the rest of the stuff and brought it inside she wasn't eating anymore crap where'd she go you know and came upstairs and emily was with uh Two-year-old uh, just finished bath time with him, and Aubrey's standing at the top of the stairs with her hands on her head, and like when you meet Emily, it'll it'll make sense. She's pretty sassy. She's just standing there. She goes, "I told mom on you. What'd you tell mom on me for that you said bad words when <laughs> we we're hunting?" <laughs> yeah, I know. I know the one time I I said shit which kind of comes up in my vocabulary quite a bit um, oh yeah oh i mean i don't really consider it a bad word i mean pile of shit it's a pile of shit right? that's what it is yeah you don't want to step in it you don't want to get it on you i mean it's shit hey, you
0: might as well have a bad word for it
1: yeah and uh so i went upstairs and she went into the bathroom where emily and rowdy were and uh emily's like i heard you said bad words you know she's playing along with yeah, her yeah yeah And she said, Aubrey went, went up there as soon as I left, went up there and kneeled down and said, mom, I'm going to tell him, dad, (laughs) he said the F word. And he said the S word. Oh, wow. (laughs) And, uh, she didn't
0: forget. That's funny.
1: No, no. It's like, like
0: probably been in her brain since it happened, you know? Yeah.
1: And I was like going through, I was like, well, and I just don't, I don't say the F word. It's just not something that comes up. Like unless I'm. Ben. No,
0: you you don't. I will say you don't. I do, obviously, but you don't. Yeah. I, like Because sometimes they will be like, Dan, just stop cussing a little bit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, i probably
1: sure. <laughs> yep. And, and so it was just funny. And so the next day I went, I went out there back with those guys. And I was like, Well, oh, you got me in trouble. One of you guys dropped the F-bomb. And they're all like, yeah, sorry. You i like, you know, it's no big deal, whatever. But uh, yeah. I was like, she probably heard it 800 times between them, you know. That yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just, just funny. The, you know that that was what she remembered. Was it wasn't like, hey mom, we killed geese or you know, yeah, Miss school. It was that's not a bad word, you know. Yeah. Um,
2: but I that's, I feel like that's know, good though, right? Yeah. That's yeah.
0: Honestly, that she's not, she's you know not into that. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah.
1: Picks up, hopefully, picks up some good things from me yeah um, but uh yeah i know it's it. there's definitely like i don't want to say like alter egos hunters get but like when you it, when you get out with the boys on a hunting trip and oh yeah you haven't showered for a few days and you've had a few whiskeys that's awesome right and it, you kind of like revert back to like caveman status almost you know mm-hmm. Oh, I love, I do
0: love it. I, I've actually like the, the more like over time, I'm realizing that I like the people more than, I mean, I like to hunt by myself sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Like upland for sure with my dogs. Yeah. Yeah. But like when we go duck hunting, I mean, I like to go with people that I like to basically bs with yeah that's my my favorite part we kind of act like dumbasses half the time and yeah it's just enjoyable that's that's like the best part about waterfowl to me
1: yeah it really is the people for sure yeah and it you know if if you ever have some little ones running around like it's way different Uh, i would imagine yeah like uh or like rewarding bringing them and everything. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely for sure. Like I, I found myself this year because like Aubrey, Aubrey super into it, right? Mm-hmm. And Rowdy is too, but he just doesn't have the attention span. Like so, we'll take him dove hunting. I mean, because it leisurely activity. Yeah, yeah, and and he can run around, does a scare him and stuff. Um, and it's nice. Um, but uh, Aubrey's super into it, so. Like, and I remember when I used to like look at my friends that had kids and I'd be like, dude, I've got a 10,000 bird feed, you know, it's got ducks, snow, specks, mallards, like it's going to be lights out. You know, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, like, we're going to hammer them
2: Uh
1: and they'd be like, oh, you know, can we wait till. You know, say this is like Tuesday night and trying to line a hunt up for Wednesday. Or can we wait till Saturday or, you know, like I got kids' stuff going on or something, something. And, and I remember being like, there's no way I would ever miss an opportunity like that for another human being. Like up to that point, like it'd been my wife and she knows how it is. You know, Mariah's probably the same way. She's, she might get frustrated, but she understands like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's going to happen. And I remember thinking like, there's no way I'd ever miss that opportunity. You know, like this year I found myself like I'd find a feed and get all excited. And be like, Emily, when can Aubrey go with me? Like, what's her schedule? Like, when can we make this work? And, and there were definitely times like I missed out, you know, on, on that peak opportunity. But like shooting three giants with her is, is more rewarding than going out like on a solo haunt and shooting six by myself, you know? Yeah. Um, I told, told someone else that doesn't have kids. I was like, would you ever go duck hunting without your dog? I'm like, No, I go duck hunting because I have a dog, you That's know? it's like the, your similarity. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's getting her out there and, and seeing her excitement and, and it's, you know, it changes it for sure, you know, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, I mean, just hunting in general, like the camaraderie and and everything it's it's definitely a huge factor of it, right,
0: right? yeah, all my best friends, I mean I mean, all my good friends are really hunters i mean mm-hmm. some some are more hardcore than others. A lot used to be hardcore, and maybe I only get to hunt with them once a year or something, but yeah all my good true friends are it's through hunting it makes sense. I mean, that's all I really do. So yeah. I mean, what else do I, what else do I expend energy in? But it's just cool. And like the bond you get particularly like, okay, our Turkey hunt or just the the more challenging hunts. Yeah. Bonds created during those are like insane. If you can get through those things together,
1: accomplish something, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that I got a, a good buddy I hunt with quite a bit, came to seek a deer hunting with me and stuff. Um, I think it was Renella was talking about it one time. He was talking about like the different grades of fun, like you have, low grades and high grades of fun, you know. Have you heard this? Yeah, the type two fun. Yeah, and he was like, you know, roller coaster is fun at the time. You know, that's low grade of fun because as soon as you leave, the amusement park it's gone. Like that high grade of fun is the ones that suck when you're doing it and they're fun to look back on because you remember them. Nathan and I are always like, especially on like Elkons or something, when, it, when we're trying to grind something out, like high grade of fun. I grew to fun, you know, (laughs) trying to tell yourself that. that. Yeah. The the more challenging stuff for sure. I'd agree with, agree with your sentiment there that some of the harder earned stuff is, is definitely the most rewarding. Mm
0: -hmm. Definitely. That's like Idaho in a nutshell. Yeah. Harder harder earned stuff. I mean, but I say that and the, and I mean the upland hunting can be I mean, chuckers are one thing, sage-grouse are one thing, but the rest of it's pretty pretty fun.
1: So I want to hear.
0: So, yeah, this next year, for people listening who watch the channel, we're doing the Idaho 10, so be looking for that. That's going to be a big deal.
1: You're trying to do us. it in a
0: week, seven about days? A week. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll have weekend to weekend, but you got to go home and whatever. So, yeah, probably about seven days. Yeah. And that's it. 10 galliforms. Um that is all the forest grouse species, spruce grouse, rough grouse, dusky grouse. And then we'll also be hunting Huns, Valley quail, pheasants, shuckers, uh, sage grouse, sharp tail, and turkeys. I think that's all of them. And
1: just, I'm uh, jacked, man. <laughs> <laughs> Back, is it, is it gonna be so if we get into an area, mm-hmm. it's gonna be non discriminatory, hens are getting shot, right?
0: Was, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, other like, than pheasants because we can't, other, sh- yeah, other pheasants. Pheasants, but uh, um, like ha- I would love to have an all male lineup, you know, at the of end each of the one, place. yeah, that would be that'd cool, that'd be pretty cool, It'd be, yeah, have them Might all hefty taxidermy bill. I was about like, to
0: say, have them all in the cooler yeah, I would be pretty yeah get them all mounted.
1: Um, but, uh, so what do you think? Like we go in after chucker and we get some you know, we kick them up, boom, boom, we each got one in the bag. We're bailing out onto the next species. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think so, unless it depends on how it's going. I think we're gonna start And probably start with chuckers to wear yeah. the dogs out. And then we'll go to forest grouse, which honestly ends up being like driving around. Logging yep. Like, so I'll walk a creek uh, and shoot rough grouse, or I'll walk a ridge and shoot duskies. But the spruce, I cannot. I mean, I only shot two last year, and that, that was the one day I went after him. But I cannot flush them. Like, they don't. Like I was in stuff that I know they're in. Like they're fresh turds, like that were squishy. And they just will not get up. And when Chester got on the ones that we saw, well, he's thinking about them right now. Uh, when Chester got on the ones that we saw, he almost caught both of them. And then they flushed up in the tree and they just sat there and looked at him like ten feet away. You have to shoot them out of the tree. Yeah. It just is what it is with those things. They're so dumb. Yeah. But I, I have but no yeah. problems in doing that as long as it's legal. Yeah, yeah we'll probably start with chuckers. Um, chuckers and huns are together where we'll hunt them, especially that time of year. And then we'll hunt for probably do the forest grouse slash quail. You can kind of find them near each other. And then we'll move down, and then we'll move east and hunt pheasant, sharpies, and sage grouse for the tail end. What time? Uh, oh, and turkeys, tur- turkeys, Turkey just- turkeys will probably hunt over east
2: too. Kind of on the way. That'll be a stop. Gotcha. E- will that be? Uh
1: set up calling them in or like do you randomly flush turkeys out there it'll be dog hunting like I've, hopefully hopefully we get a point that'd be cool yeah. yeah i've never done that i've i've had turkeys flush when i've been upland hunting but i've never never killed them off the of flush.
2: yeah
0: i'll so, be different yeah no. I've, I've wanted to so i'm i'm excited and i, I actually this year one flushed over me, it was a hen from Chester, and I didn't shoot it, thinking I was outside of the zone that you could shoot them. You are in it, and then I checked, and I was in it, and I was so pissed. It was a hen, but you can shoot hens, so I was kind of like, yeah. whatever. It would
1: have been cool. It would have been cool to shoot a, a turkey over a dog.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna try to do that. That's one of our major
1: things we're gonna yeah. try to do. I think that'll be neat. That I'll have to figure out we're in turkey country and bring some shells for that yeah because a lot i mean a lot of the grouse and stuff i mean i'm thinking slightly above a trap load you know might run a trap i shoot i shoot shoot trap loads all the time for them yeah that's what hunting around here you are quail and pheasant country i've got a trap load in my top barrel 98 percent of the time you know I mean it's way cheaper. Yeah. Especially with prices up going up and man, I don't know how many pheasants I've killed a trap load, even at like forty yards, you know. Yeah, like it'll they'll they'll do just fine. They're little chickens. I don't know if I would shoot a turkey with a trap load. But I mean if it sp- was
0: like ten yards away, yeah, but yeah. I think I'd shoot I'll probably shoot by 16 gauge the whole time. Like on gotcha. purpose. And I'll probably get like some boss fives or something. And I'll shoot a Turkey. with. Gotcha. That. Yeah.
1: We'll see. You need to get a sponsorship for some boots. Cause we'll probably wear a pair out. Yeah. Good chance. Yeah. I actually just
0: got replacement boots. Cause I warrantied some boots that I bought last year. Cause of Idaho. Ah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so we're gonna be doing that. I need to get to Kansas to quail hunt and duck yeah. hunt or whatever hunt in the winter
2: sometime.
0: Yeah. Definitely want to do ducks, geese, or and quail. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That'd be it, fun.
1: Where I'm at, it's it's uh it's never good for everything at once. You know what I mean? But there's usually something that is good that season or that year, you know, um, yep. it's, it's, it's very, it's very much, years. it's very much the prairies, right? It's a boom and bust. Yeah. Yeah. So I, this year we didn't have a lot of birds, but you know, we had, we had geese. Yep. Um, you know, in some years we don't have geese, but you we chase quail.
3: Quail.
1: yeah, for yep. sure.
0: Well, sweet man. Well, thanks for coming on, and always good to talk to you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, there's something I was gonna bring up, I can't remember it, so we'll have to do a another one, second one, another one at some point. Yeah, for sure. See how many comments you get about killing hen ducks and me bashing on. Broadheads for turkeys. I'll
0: I don't I'll put one short up and it'll probably be the one about turkeys because it's relevant right now. Yeah. I'll do the archery turkey one so you won't get ripped in too much. Uh, if anybody'll get ripped in, it'll be whatever I say. I lost four turkeys with my bow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah. I I crack up at the comments, man. Oh, they're great. I love them. I think they're the best thing ever. I think it's hilarious.
0: Like,
1: even on like the the Instagram reels, like you know, I'll get lost in that wormhole looking at the oh, reels. Yeah. Like, there's very few I don't go into the comments. Like if I want, and you're just like, man, it it it's brutal, especially in like an egotistical sport like hunting or fishing, right? It is very like, egotistical, which is weird. Yeah, it like instead of being supportive, like you can measure a deer and be like, this is 198 and a half inches. And I'm going to round down for everybody to 198. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose a half inch. And people in the comments will be like, my brother killed 198 inches. And that's not, that's only 150, you know, or like (laughs) I watched and he was like, you know, it's 12 pounds. And, like, he had the scale there and everything. And, uh, and I forget what it was exactly. But, like, people in the comments were like, there's no way that's that big and all this stuff. And I'm like, like, you watched him reel it in, net it, put it on the scale, you know, like, in yeah. the video. It's like, do you really think the 16-year-old kid playing far enough ahead? And maybe he did. Maybe I'm, you know, mistaken. That he, like, brought either a bass from home, hooked on his line, threw it out, reeled it in for you. Or, like, somehow he miscalibrated his scale to make an Instagram reel. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It's just the comments crack me up on stuff. So. It's funny, but it's
0: not. It's funny to us. It's not funny to the 16-year-old.
1: Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Like. For sure, and it, and it, it wouldn't like, it wouldn't
0: have it wouldn't have been funny to me as a 16 year
1: old either. I would have been torn up by it. Like, yeah, what some oh, dudes dude. were saying online. I'm so glad like we didn't have Instagram and stuff like that growing up, like Snapchat or none of that. Like, I mean, because it was when you haunted it, like your video was, however you depicted that later to your friends, like that's that's what they saw, whatever. Yeah. However, vivid you could describe it, describe it, that that was the video they had. It wasn't like, oh, you know. Yeah. I'm pretty, I feel fortunate we didn't grow up in that era, I guess. Yeah, we're one of the last ones, you know? Yeah. Yeah, my my wife calls me a boomer all the time because I was like, how do I do this on my phone? (laughs) Boomer. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, we'll awesome. do – so we got, yeah, October planned, and then, yeah, who knows, maybe in January I'll come see you.
2: Sounds just, good.
0: If that quail hatch – if that quail hatch is good, I'll come for sure.
2: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, sounds good. Always
1: welcome, man. All right, dude. All right. See ya. See you, man.